0: Talking about the things that make your home service business go marketing, finance, systems, people. This is the Fight Club for Business podcast. When it says, why hello. Good morning, everyone. And good morning, Tay. And good welcome morning. to Fight Club. Hey. hey. Morning. Good morning.
1: Awesome. Well, <laughs> welcome back to Fight Club, everyone. Super excited to be with you here this Tuesday morning. We are a self agro a self woo. group self employed <laughs> industry experts. There we go. You would think I'm the one with the early morning. Goodness. <laughs> but we um we cover four areas of your business we've got marketing operations employees and uh, money so your finances and we just like to have a casual conversation with you all this tuesday morning just to find an area to help you fight for your business and kind of ignite that fire underneath you so as we go through this morning we have our guest sheila and she's going to be here with us and discuss all of her you know her wins her struggles the things that she's learned in being in business so we'll go around and do some quick introductions and then we'll get into the fun stuff so my name is taylor maroney i co-own a power washing company in south florida with my husband and i've also been in marketing for about six years super excited to say welcome back to fight club and welcome to you sheila do you mind giving everyone kind of like a brief overview of you and your company oh
2: yeah sure thanks hey everybody i'm sheila smeltzer company is a plus pro services we are in uh, southeastern North Carolina. We're on the coast. I'm in this little hidden nugget area that's um, beautiful because we have a lot of retirees. And we are the fourth. This is just on the news. We're the fourth large. We're the uh. We're <laughs> how do I say? We're the fourth largest growing. How do you say this? County in the United States.
0: Oh wow! Um,
2: so we are number four <laughs> in the growing counties. Uh, meaning so many people are moving here. I don't know if I just said that right or not. But awesome. so, yeah, um, exciting time to be in business and the prime working stage in my life. I'm 45 years old. Um, I started in 1999. So we're 22 years now.
3: Love cool. it. Thanks, Love Sheila. It. We're so excited. A plus does a little bit of everything, right?
2: They do. uh Yeah, we do. So we're window cleaning, pressure washing primarily. We do gutter cleaning. We have a lot of these porch enclosures. So right now I'm talking all residential. Uh, We do the they're like easy breeze porch enclosures. We find them a lot in the South, but we clean hundreds and hundreds of these rooms every year. Um, And uh, we also do commercial janitorial and we have contracts with um, commercial clients, but uh, our janitorial is primarily, um, in the property owners associations and HOAs, so we do a lot of work with those organizations and board of directors. Um, so we have a lot of retirement communities. So we work with their property owners and their HOAs. Um, we clean all their community structures. So their clubhouses, their beach houses, their pools or pool mm-hmm. patios, all that. Those are commercial clients for us. Um, we also do a lot of multi-unit, like townhomes, condos, things like that. And we also have our janitorial, um, we have three municipal buildings, um, three different cities here in our County where we clean their town halls. Wow. So cool. So you're not busy at all
0: is what I'm Uh hearing.
2: (laughs) I love it. You know, this time of year we are, we just got out of our, our, um, in staff meeting and this is my level 10 meeting that we have every Tuesday morning and um it's basically with my management team and we sit down and we talk about what's going on and we all have our things that we report and whatnot but we are running right now at maximum capacity so we in knowing what we have books let's say for the month of may we know that we are actually maximized we cannot book any more work unless there's a cancellation or something changes mm-hmm. um but I love it. I I get up and go to work every day. And I'm like, I wish it was like this all year round. It's so amazing because everybody is, all the technicians are happy. Everybody's happy. We're all productive. Things are moving. Everything, the way that I dream my company to be is what the way it is right now. And don't get me wrong. There's a lot of problems that happen, (laughs) but that's fun too. Is that normal for April or is that early? yeah well so like we have this heavy pine falling season and that's like when everything kicks off and yeah it it starts late may late march and into early april so yeah as soon as that stuff starts flying it's this thick yellow dust is literally this thick on everything outside and everybody freaks out and they think they need like all they need is a garden hose but they think they need like our professional services which is great it's it's, uh, I call it yellow gold. <laughs> yeah. I, love I love that. It. That's
3: great. Okay. Well, so oh, sorry, we got distracted. We usually go, I'm going to finish our introduction <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then we'll come back <laughs> to our things. That was awesome, though. Uh, <laughs> my name is Megan Likes. I'm the founder of Bookkeeping Academy Online, where I educate and empower small business owners to know their numbers so that they can live more financially rewarding lives. I also own Likes Accounting Company, a full service accounting company company where you can outsource your bookkeeping tasks. If that's something that's just a chore for you and something that you don't like, you can outsource that to my team. Uh, and I co-own Jeff Likes Windows and Getters with my husband, Jeff. And we have not figured out a way in our business to optimize on that. What did you call it yellow gold. Hello, I'm going like, to get off this call and go figure out how I can optimize <laughs> yellow gold because it exists in California as well. Um, mm. And welcome to Fight Club, Sheila. I'm so excited to see you and to have you. Thanks, Megan. Thanks.
0: <laughs> and I'm Michelle Myers, co-owners of, co-owner of Pink Collars, and we put remote CSRs or customer service rock stars in your business to help With all of the customer care, emails and chats and phones and all the things that make your business run, we can handle those remotely for you. And we also offer office management services. So we just do a little bit of everything over here on the admin space at Pink Collars. And Sheila, I'm so excited to meet you. I have literally a million questions, so I can't wait to get to you. Okay. i pass pass it off to Martha. Thank you and welcome to Fight Club.
4: (laughs) Hi, I'm Martha Woodward, and I am co-founder of Quality Driven Software, It's an employee performance and accountability software. I own a maid service in a neighboring state, and I have an online course business that's all about creating happy workplaces. So welcome to Fight Club, everyone. Thank you. All right. Okay.
1: There we go, I was sharing some videos for us. All right. Um, so what I want to talk with Sheila about is actually something you mentioned before. We're definitely um Southern neighbors to say the least. I'm down in Florida, so Acquiring those contracts with HOAs is super crucial down here, and I'm sure in a lot of other places while well, they do exist, but with Florida being a very dominant 55 and older community for places yeah. to people to come down to, you were yeah. speaking yeah. my language before. Yeah. So um, what I wanna talk about is kind of your experience in starting that, cause that is a really different shift marketing and sales wise to start gearing towards bringing in commercial contracts like that. Um, yeah. So really, what, at what point did you realize, one, you needed to do it, and you were prepared to do it, and then two, what kind of steps did you take to get it started?
2: So I think it's something that evolved. There was never any one marketing plan where we said, we want to go out and get all these POAs. What happened was we just, over the course of 22 years, have been working in these communities and, um, and as you're working for people, so these different residential communities are seeing us in their neighborhood and they're seeing us pass around to all of their neighbors and they're hearing really good things about us and our reputation is strong. And it doesn't take long before that person that's on the board of directors says, hey, we need quotes for this stuff. But what you do from there is the most important thing that's where because now hopefully you've established yourself as being dependable and you have systems that ensure that you're gonna be able to back up like if we're scheduling something we're actually going to show up type of thing right so that's when when you can get in with that board of directors and all just let me give you a quote for everything that we can do for your community and you get them that breakout i call it like a, just a comprehensive a la carte list of item location by location, everything we can offer. They can pick and choose what they want to do. I'm always encouraging and talking about future. I'm always talking about future maintenance. Think about the long-term Think about your board of directors, minimizing what you guys do on the day in day out, get all these tasks off your plate, just schedule these services. Think about what you want to do over the course of three, five, six years, put it on a maintenance plan based on what I've shown you. And let's just book it out. Just lock it into a contract and book it out. And then they forget about it. But they have to be able to trust that you have the capability back to systems that can that can do that. You know, so that they're not saying, oh, but what happened to you this year? You know, oh, I thought you were gonna be here, thought we could forget about it. So that's where really your reputation and you know your experience comes in and your stronghold in the community.
1: interesting so you touched on a couple different things i want to circle back to so one was just really having that strong presence and a very um awesome team i guess that's the best way to put it because they're dependable and you know that the people in those neighborhoods are very excited about the work that they do which then does trickle over into board meetings and a friend of a friend who may be uh, you know the secretary or the treasurer of that hoa so that kind of leads into really a different way of referral marketing through your clients referring now instead of to their friends to an hoa so that's a huge piece that i think a lot of people tend to forget about that just because you're in an hoa or a residential location that is run by some form of property management impressing that client is still just as important as it would be then because then you can potentially land a larger job in the long run but the second thing that I love that you said is maintenance. And I feel like this is a topic that not a lot of, at least in our world, in the pressure washing world, um, people tend to talk about because everyone's like, oh, you can just clean it. And then when it's dirty again, just give us a call. But instead of doing that and being reactive, right. you're taking those steps and being proactive and saying, let's go ahead and get this on the schedule. We're gonna be here on this date, this time, you can depend on our team. And now it's off your plate. As a property manager, I'm, I mean, I'm not a property manager. My mother-in-law does a lot of property management up north. But if you were to tell her that, she would have about 15,000 pounds lifted off her chest. Like <laughs> that is gold to property managers to know that they don't have to be on the phone with you constantly reaching out, sending emails. Where are you? What's going on? that gives them that comfortability and that sales process to know sheila and her team have got this and we don't actually have to worry about this for six years like six right. years is a long time that's like an amazing gift that you can give to a property manager and again continues to build that relationship so
2: do you yeah, do those maintenance plans with everyone yeah with everyone um so yeah we have a nice we have a nice uh <laughs> I mean, obviously they're all in our computer system too, but we have a nice uh, bookshelf full of binders that are all contracts with HOAs, POAs. And another really big thing that I think um, you have to think creatively for these people in maintenance, and I want to give an example and talk about maintenance just real quick. So when you get in with these communities, what we're finding is they need now, these. the communities aging, it's maybe six, seven, ten years old. So now they're looking at doing these really large, expansive projects, like, for example, washing all the roadways, sidewalks, and skirtings through the entire community. Or we have this one community that has this boardwalk system that goes through the woods for miles. And so, like, there's no water. There's no – so, like, they're like, but we have to keep it clean. We have to maintain it. But when you give them a price for it, it's a huge number, and they're like, oh, we can't do that. But now's where you start to get them thinking about maintenance. Now is when you say, well, think about what are the really the worst areas that bother you? Let's put that into phase one. Let's break it into three or four or five years and just do a phase each year. And then on, if you do it in five phases, then on year six, we're right back at stage one. We start all over again. But everything's just getting a constant prep. And everybody in the community sees that we're working on it. And, and that's just a way for them to work those things into their budget. So you have to think and teach them and educate them on thinking about maintenance. Mm, Education. I love hearing that. (laughs) Another
1: thing that's, again, I don't feel like talked about enough in the pressure washing, and I'm sure I can talk for window cleaning too. I don't know, Megan, but um, definitely the window cleaning world. I mean, we do have to educate these clients. And in a sense, that is a really strong marketing piece that we need to all remember. No matter what industry you're in, When your sales technicians are going out or even you as the business owner are going out yourself, take that time to make sure you have your education mapped out on how you're going to explain to them what they need, the reasons as to why. And like Sheila said, how they can break it down to make it more affordable in the long run, because now she's going to have that client for life because she's taken the time to say, here's phases that we can do. And oh, yeah, by the way, we're done with phase five. So we're going to circle back to phase one and keep on going. So that way you're increasing the value of the HOA itself, allowing the community members to understand that their properties and their shared properties are actually taken care of by the same company, which is a huge win.
3: And it's something I think we learn a lot from Maid Service. So Maid Service, they're the queens of cleaning clean and they're the queens of maintenance cleans. I mean, they really are good at that stuff, so... Um, I was very excited when I first met Sheila. I don't know okay, if you're ready to pass or to you're meet her. Right. You know, okay. I was so excited when I first met her because we were at this big conference, the IWCA. If you're a window cleaner and not a member of the IWCA, you need to go join now because it's a game-changing organization for you and your business. And um, the year before I first attended, my husband attended and he told me about Sheila and he said, you're going to like her. She's dynamite. You're really going to, I can't wait for you to meet Sheila. You're going to love her. And when I met her, of course, he was right. I totally loved her. But there were like maybe 200 window cleaning companies represented that year. And Sheila was the only person I found that was talking about maintenance cleans. And that was huge for me because I think that it's not not something that's been tapped into in the window cleaning industry. And we had just been hanging out in the maid service industry for a bit. So I was like, we got to be able to do this. And Sheila, like just off the cuff, not even over a drink, just like in a hallway was like, well, this is what I do. And I was like, my eyes are just huge. And I was like, that's amazing. Okay. So Sheila, I have all these things I could talk to you about. I was taking notes. So I'm going to give you your choice of four options. And you can tell me okay. which one you'd rather go through with me. Because okay. you're brilliant on all of these. Okay. So maintenance plans, because that's kind of how we met. So happy friendiversary. anniversary okay. and- KPIs, you're a data nerd. I was teaching a class, and Sheila yells from the back of the classroom, "Her net profit percentage down to a tenth of a percent, and that's very rare. It's only happened to me twice in a classroom where somebody knows down to a tenth what their profit percentage is." So I know you love KPIs. I know you have some awesome systems around KPIs about that. Um, you said that you're at capacity. And I think that that's a really interesting comment because a lot of business owners don't have a good way of determining capacity. So we could have a discussion around how you've determined it and how you evaluate it, um, how you kind of set those goals. I think that could be really fun. Or um, we could go through logistics of landing big fish like these HOAs. Um, I'm sure there's kind of, you and I could like go through a small checklist of the things that you need to have in order to be prepared to like approach a big HOA. So I think all of those could be fun and I'm going to let you just choose whichever one sounds most fun to you.
2: So, um, first of all, I guess I could kind of touch on so maintenance, KPIs and capacity. Those are all achieved through having good software. So, um, and I never used to be a KPI nerd or I hate tin numbers. <laughs> so, I did not know how to read financial reports. I did not know how to build a budget. I did not know how to read my, email. You know, I knew the bottom line and I knew the top line, but I didn't know all the different things in between. Um, and my balance sheet, you know, I didn't understand the balance sheet and what that meant. So, um, you know, there's a process in getting all that. But to, today, I know that we have a legitimate business. I know that, the numbers that we throw out when we give a client a bit is not just what we felt like saying that day. We didn't walk around and be like, Oh yeah, this was like a $200 job. No, we know what our hourly rates our minimums are. We know because we have the software and the technology that generates these man hours. And we're able to go back to that. And then all that's linked in by analyzing our financials. So, KPIs, um, my biggest and favorite KPI is what's my upcoming jobs report. And this is where we get into capacity. So upcoming jobs report is because every time we schedule a job on the dispatch board, there is an invoice linked with that job. And when you now build the invoice with that future job, you can run a report that says this is actually how much money we have coming in in May so far on books, and we know what our revenue goal is. So now I can say, "Hey, we need to sell more," or "Hey, whoa, <laughs> you know, it's time to start knocking it down." One thing, Megan, I loved um, what you just taught down at IWCA was talking about close rate and and that percentage. And I know because we we so every week. KPI is what is our close rate on a weekly basis. Um, today, for example, we sold 15 out of 33 leads. So that was reported today. So we, that was last week. We had 33 new opportunities last week. We sold 15 of them. It's like 43%. That tells me that we're pricing things right. You know, If we were selling too many of those jobs and we were teetering more 50 60%, my prices are way too low. Right. If I'm only selling 20%, my prices are probably too high, or I'm doing something else way wrong, like I've got bad views, or I'm you know crappy or something. Right. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, I don't know. I shouldn't say that, but you know what I mean. So and then and then same with maintenance. So to be able to keep up with and so we call these memberships. This is what we call our residential contracts, our memberships, and we have three levels. And basically, there's a gold, a silver, a, a silver, gold, and a platinum. And the, they go 5, 10, and 15% discount for entering into that's their annual spend with my company. Whatever price, whatever annual spend category they fall into. So a silver is 500 and under annual spend with my company. They get 5% on all those services that, have, that are fall within that annual year they get a 5% discount and it goes 501 to a thousand is our gold and a thousand and over is our platinum. And that's 10% and 15%. So basically what we're doing is we're saying, Hey, by the way, what are all the things that you think you want to have? Now we're talking maintenance. What are all the things that you anticipate that you want to have done in this calendar year? Let's get those built out on an estimate. You review this, you tell me what you want to do. Based on what that total is, it puts you in that category. Now we're going to save you some money. And all you're signing up to do is be a recurring client. Recurring client. Those get thrown on back to technology, gets thrown onto our recurring client job board. So they're tagged recurring client. And now we watch them. So we perform those services, and boom, it pops up. Woo, you need to schedule Mrs. Jones again. She's a member. And then you just redo that for the next year. The only catch is if they say, Oh, if they just want to get a discount this year and they have no intention of being loyal with your company, that's fine. They can walk away, but when they, they can try that other vendor, but when they come back, there's no more discounts allowed for two years. So they're totally kicked out of the membership program for two years. And, um, and they're just, that's basically it. They just, there's, they don't get any priority scheduling. There's no discounts available to them. They
3: do get our $25 gift card on the back of our business card. It's so good. See, she just laid out a membership program for exterior cleaning in less than three minutes. And uh, she's got all the caveats in there. I mean, I think it's brilliant. Um, I love the idea of this con- this conversation. When I was thinking about your KPI, mm-hmm. Sheila, and I don't know your business very well, aside from what you shout at me from the back of the room in a good way. Yeah. Um <laughs> But one of the numbers that I think is really important that you probably look at in your business is uh, lifetime value or annual value of a customer. And you just kind of shared that with us. And if you think about your, your um, HOAs, when you think about your property management clients, those are really, really, really big dollar amounts that are spending money with your company every year. So challenge, well, we're not going to get into homework right now, <laughs> but thank you very much for uh, sharing that with us. I'm going to pass you to Michelle, who I know is just like Dying over there. She cannot wait to talk about systems because you've said the systems word like six times, and every time (laughs) Michelle just gets so excited.
0: I love it. Thank you, Sheila, again for being here. So you mentioned software. So first, tell the listeners what are you using for your business, just so people know what you what's in your back pocket.
2: Okay, so um, I'm what you call a torch bearer. Okay, our service titan. Oh, yay. So, Service Titan. Um, I learned about Service Titan listening to Tommy Mello's um, Home Service Millionaire podcast. Yep. And I reached out to Service Titan at least three.
0: Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Did Sheila freeze on us? Oh, there she is.
2: difficult.
0: Okay. Oh, no. I hope she comes back. <laughs> oh, no. She froze on us. Oh. Oh, now there's an empty chair. (laughs) Can you hear
2: me? Yes, I I can. Open doors and bring internet in the room.
0: (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay, great. So you were at Service Titan and Tommy Mello. Start right there.
2: Okay, so uh, listening to Home Service Millionaire, I learned about Service Titan. And we were on the search for software, and I knew that once we... jumped into a software I wanted that software to be something that was going to carry me through the, the life of me running this company yeah because to get switched over from software to software program is excruciatingly yeah. painful it's true and i wanted no matter how big my company got i wanted software that that the software is going to satisfy that's great so service turned me down three times because <laughs> we are not a market for them in window yeah. pressure washing Um, And it's actually probably a little bit more robust than what we need in window cleaning and pressure washing. But it gave me everything else that I was looking for. Yeah. Um, And I was listening to Tommy one day. He was actually interviewing Bahe, which is one of the, founders of Service Titan on uh-huh. his podcast and I was running the beach <laughs> and Bahe gave his personal email address at the end of the podcast and I stopped on the beach and I pulled out my phone and I emailed him right there. I think I even sent him like a little video or something. And I'm like, will you please just, I just want to know more about your software. Wow. The next day I got a call and then they brought me in as what you call a torch bearer. So I'm a new market, new industry for them. Mm, Hmm. Sorry. Sorry. Love it. It's okay. So I was a new new industry for them. And uh so I don't think that the window cleaning industry has been very strong for Service Titan because um it's not cheap, you know, but I had to tell you that um there's never been one time in our financial monthly financial um, meetings that we've ever said well, we got to put the brakes on service site and this isn't working.
4: Yeah, yeah.
2: Um, it's delivered and yeah. it just gives us so much insight into our company and just everything from the way the customer sees us with dispatch notifications, follow ups, emails, all of that to the way our technicians run their jobs from the field and the data that we can collect right there, um, quicker payments, um, just absolutely yeah. everything calls, listening to every call that comes in. You know, so we build clients out before we go. And there's just so many things that it delivers that I'm very happy. I
0: love that. Okay, so it's funny that you say that because I'm a huge Service Titan fan too. (laughs) But tell me how that works when you have the binders on the shelf too, because you have everything electronically, right? But there's really something to be said for that old school, pull it off the shelf and physically see it. How do you use the binders in combination with... Your software, because I know a lot of people might just still be in paper world. So tell me how those two work together.
2: Yeah. Um, so I mean, the binders are <laughs> a lot of note taking. If I'm going out and I'm bidding an expansive roadway project, sure. I can fill the bid form and service Titan on the app when I'm doing that estimating job. Sure. But but I'm gonna have. I mean, I'm gonna have to calculate where I'm getting my rates. Yeah. And I'm doing a lot of that kind of work on paper. Mm -hmm. And I call that job costing. Yeah. All the things that are going into the cost of that job are going to live in those binders. And so, and then also, you know, a lot of these contracts are going back 13 plus years. Yeah. Yeah. So that's before we had Service Titan. So many, oftentimes, clients call us and we don't have, we can see in Service Titan that it was an imported job because it's before we had it. Sure. So we go straight back to our our paper files. Got it. We pull out the J. <laughs> we find that original bid form where we tallied off the numbers of the windows. Love tally. it. So, I mean, yeah, that's. I mean, that. But that's the kind of thing to me. All of that data. I don't care where it's coming from. Makes your company valuable.
0: I love that. That's so true. That's so true. Now we talked before we started the live about some of the challenges or mishaps or mistakes. What sort of challenges did you have in systems? Cause that's what I kind of cover that you solved that you're so grateful other than service Titan. Is there like a, a phone or a, a communication application or how did you break through something recently that you can share with our listeners?
2: Very good question. <laughs> um, very, very good question. Well, again, uh, service Titan. So our phones are huge. Yeah, our service is huge. Um, by the way, my daughter, uh, <laughs> when COVID happened, she said, hey, mom, she was in West Palm Beach going to school and she said, hey, mom, can I just come back and work for you for a while? I think I'm oh. really good answering phones. Oh, and, you know, She grew up listening to me talk on the phone. Yes. And I was like, if anybody gets it, she's going to get it, and she <laughs> it. It's wonderful. So, but, um, you know, back to your question. So much of it is in Service Titan. Um, So outside of that, what would it be? I
0: don't know. It's okay. If Service Titan is the answer, then that's great. And I personally do also love the fact that the phone calls are recorded and that all the data comes in. Um, quickly, it makes that interaction for the customer so much faster because you have all of their information loaded into the platform and you can get right to the meat of their call, right? Like, what do they need? What is the problem? What's the pain point? Um, and I've seen that speed up our process at Pink Callers for sure when we use Service Titan. So, I mean, if that's the
2: end all, that's cool with me. <laughs> well, I, I guess the only thing I'm thinking about is on the marketing front.
0: Um, yeah, please.
2: Yeah. So, on the marketing front, we Definitely that's outside of service sort of Um, We have used their marketing pro, which is their email platform. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I did find a more cost-effective way to do that. And so we have recently switched over to a new SEO company, rebuilt our website, and we just have better forms online now. Yeah. Um, the customers can give us more information on the forms they fill out on our website better now. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, we're just, so we're really trying to increase because There's one, so back to KPIs, we know know that of all, so our, um, our marketing campaigns, every time the phone rings, we are marking what campaign that client came to us. via.
0: Sure. Great. So
2: we know from running these reports that 70% of our clients and our jobs booked come from either existing clients. Yeah. Or existing client referrals.
0: Beautiful. So that's
2: all, that's just all grassroots.
0: Yeah. Nothing that's so happened. good.
2: So now we've got this 30% that's actual, like who doesn't know they need our service that we have yeah. to.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Who's new into the area, has no clue that they need to wash their house every year. <laughs> um, and who are the ones that, you know, really are just getting bombarded by a lot of markets. So how are we going to, Grow that. Yeah. And so that's the next stage. So building our membership programs and getting a lot of this so that, because my goal with the membership programs, I know I'm jumping all over a little bit, but.
0: No, it's, it's okay. It's good.
2: <laughs> to marketing. So if I, so my goal is to have $500,000 worth of residential memberships booked within the next two years. Yeah. So that gives me a baseline of what I know that my company at minimum needs to be doing as far as you know, operations, everything, right? Budget, everything. So then on top of that, what can we sell? What are we generating more? How many leads? And so now you it's like, it's like all of a sudden everything just starts to compound. Whenever you start looking at what you can actually do, the yeah. company starts to grow very quickly. Yeah, I love that.
0: And I love that you're building out forms and other ways for your clients to reach out to you, your customers to reach out to you. I heard a really interesting stat for everybody this week that, Sometime between now and eight years from now, um, phones will no longer be the main form of communication from a consumer to a business. It will either be forms or chat. So everybody out there needs to start working on their forms, building those other types of communication styles, because the phone is on its way, declining for business. So thank you, Sheila, for all of that. That was awesome. And I'll pass you over to Martha.
4: Welcome. Welcome. I have already converted, Michelle. Yeah, I have, you converted? <laughs> I, I am one of those consumers that I can't stand if yeah. I have to call. <laughs> and I don't know why. I mean, I don't mind talking to people, but I just hate making phone calls. So forms, chat. Yep. Yeah. And it's if I don't have it, I, I tend to look elsewhere, you know, because it's too, I don't want to do it. Yeah, uh, so true. But uh, <laughs> Sheila, so I talk about people, culture, those kind of things, and um, there, there's a couple things that I want to ask you. So, one, are you having, are you experiencing the hiring crisis that so many people are having right now?
2: Uh, yes and no. Um, there's a lot of people applying so we have I think active six job openings online right now and they have been since February um we weeded probably hundreds of people out there's a lot of people wasting our time you know because they're probably are collecting unemployment but they have to be actively searching for a job right Mm -hmm. so there's a lot of that going on it's pretty easy to find them and get rid of them but um but I have to say the reason it's no is because the quality of people that we have brought in this year, as far as new hires, Mm -hmm. are the best we've ever seen.
4: Mm -hmm.
2: Um, One thing that I did is I have a business coach and he's basically our retainer for me. So I can just (laughs) say, Hey, Bob, um, I need you to go ahead and do, do the initial call and the knockout questions And he is in regards to development, um, um, uh, in regards to people, culture, all of that. So he's older. So the culture thing's a little bit out of his wheelhouse. But he's a very good read on people. And he's very good at developing people. So I put him on asking the initial questions. And if they pass him, they come to me. Um, That's just the way that we're currently doing it. And it's worked. So he's just got a very more stern kind of, um, you know, I don't know, more business-like type of uh, communication. And that's worked really well because I think these young people get on the phone and they're like, oh crap, this is like a real job. (laughs) This is like a real job. But then they get on the phone, they pass him, and then they get on the phone with me and they're like, oh man, I want to work at this company. This, this lady's going to be really good to me. She's cool, blah, 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 blah. And so, you know, but they, you got to take them through those different They got pets, everything, right? Right. So yeah, it's been tough though. It's, mm-hmm. it's been tough. And we could probably use three more people, but I don't know. We're at, like I said, um, I, I would rather get through the, this busy season with quality people and less availability. Than more people that are not ready and not
4: trained, and you know, mediocre, so right, right, because like you say, you're so focused on recurring business. If you blow the first impression, yeah, then is it? yeah, I'm very much the same. I would rather trim down, not have openings, and have staff that I do not have to watch, you know, as in with, with a hovering eye, you know, because I just know they're going to do what they're supposed to do. So that's awesome. Right. Um, the second thing I wanted to ask you about is you employ family. Mm-hmm. And that is sometimes it can be difficult, but it, it's absolutely doable, but I believe in order to do it successfully, you have to continue to use your systems. Um, like my feeling is you have to have your employee systems in place, whether they are related to you or not. And, uh, so just kind of Tell me about, um, I I guess for our listeners or Mm -hmm. viewers, if they are having trouble with maybe they have friends or family or so forth working for them, um, how do you do that successfully?
2: So I think number one, the number one thing is um, that I've learned from my daughters both coming to work with me is because I've always, you know, I am sole owner of A Plus Pro and have been um, since 2005. And, you know, I've never had a partner. So Mm -hmm. everything's always been on my back. And um, I've always, the girls growing up, my daughters are sadie and dizzy. And then growing up, I've always you know, come on. They've seen me struggle. They see you pick them up from late from their practices, covered (laughs) in bleach. I mean, you know, I mean, anyway, but it's like the most important thing was they, they made up their mind and came to me and said, Hey mom, we think we might really like to work for your company (laughs) where if I solicited them, it probably wouldn't be nearly the quality relationship and work production that mm-hmm. that we have. So in other words, and this is now I'm talking about the kids, but even if it was a friend, if you went yeah. and solicited that friend, I don't think that them coming to you would be the same as far as production, taking the job serious and really wanting to benefit the company. And unless they came to you and said, Hey, I really like what you're doing. I want to be a part
4: of that. So I think that's
3: number one. Yeah. It's really good advice. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
4: (laughs) And that makes a lot of sense because it's hard to talk about accountability and expectations if you're basically going out and begging somebody to join your team. Right. You know, Um, whereas. You're just constantly
2: struggling to make them happy. Right, exactly. And it should be the other way around. (laughs) They should be constantly struggling to make you happy. I mean, that's what it should be, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
4: Yeah. And I have found that as long as my expectations are very clear, and I really mean as in data, like, you know, you talked about how many, what percentage of leads. Are you expected to convert? Like right. to me, as long as those numbers are out there and everybody knows what's expected of them, then um, it makes that relationship, whether it's mother daughter or boss. Employee, it makes that relationship so much easier to navigate.
2: Yeah, what that looks like in my company is what we call roles and responsibilities. And this is where my business coach comes in. This is his strong house. And basically, before, because in a growing company, everything changes every day, right? You get up in the morning and you have your day plan, and the whole thing goes to shit, and your whole day changes just like that. (laughs) So you have to be so adaptive. Same thing with, we set out with a business plan this year. We knew that we needed a new operations manager and we, you know, operation manager, you're thinking it's out there in the field, doing all the stuff. But just now right here, just starting the second quarter, we are like, now I'm like, wait a minute, who's the best operations manager we have? me. I'm the one that knows the neighborhoods, knows the clients, knows our service, knows the text, knows the equipment. I'm the one that knows everything. Mm-hmm. I'm the one that should be out there. I shouldn't be hiding behind this desk. I can hire somebody to hide behind this desk. Like, no problem. Answer my emails. Mm-hmm. Do all that crap, right? Yeah, so sure. it, things always change. But when we're building out a position, so we're building out a new position. It's a new admin position. So we're going to build out those roles and responsibilities for that and they're, they're interviewed upon that. They're, they're hired upon that. The expectations are set at the beginning. And then that's what they're reviewed on once they come into the company. So you're just constantly reinforcing and very set. These are your roles and responsibilities. Even if you don't have your training, training's a huge pain point, always will be in my company. I don't care what, what happens. It's always going to be difficult. And, um, you know, but as long as people are clear on what they're supposed to be doing, not how they do it, but what they're supposed to be doing, then you have a really good start to have a successful you know, relationship with that employee and them sticking around with you.
4: So. Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how often do you do those reviews? Six months. So when
2: they're hired, they get reviewed after 10 days. So it's a 10-day trial period.
4: Okay. And then
2: every six months. And it's okay. very clear that reviews have nothing to do with pay. Reviews are strictly on performance. So pay is evaluated each year in November. We're doing our budget for next year. The people, we're basically building in payroll, building in salaries, building in mm-hmm. hours in that budget. And that's when, at the beginning of the year, they know oh man, I wonder if I'm going to get a raise this year. So that's an yeah. annual thing. And it's okay. an expectation and we used to do it differently. Reviews used to be like, oh, how much money am I going to make now? No, it's all about performance.
4: Yeah, it's mm, great. Awesome. I love it. All right. Well, Tay, I'll pass it back to you and we can start our homework.
1: Awesome. <clears throat> okay, so homework is kind of going to be a mix of two. I feel like I always have this. Um, <laughs> So, I want you guys, if you're not, um, if you don't have HOAs in your area, or maybe you don't have um, some type of property associations, management companies, which most everyone does. So, but for some reason, some odd reason, you don't. um, What I want you to do is look for some opportunities to find some commercial options in your area to be able to start reaching out to. Maybe just go around door to door, hand out some pamphlets, flyers that you can explain who your company is and really get the name out there. Um, but if you are in areas that do have hoa communities property management associations things of that sort i want you to take extra extra care this week for those clients that you're working on within those communities and make sure that when you do leave them always leave a business card which i'm sure everyone does already but mention to them hey if you have a friend a neighbor even someone on the board if they need anything done please let them know that we'd be happy to offer a referral code to them, whatever your process is, just to continue that process like Sheila was talking about. Really build that relationship and focus on the relationships this week, both new relationships if you're working, going door to door and new relationships with clients that then can lead into potential larger projects.
3: And uh, If this is your first time joining us, we're each going to give you a piece of homework. Sheila, it's up to you. If you want to assign homework, we're going to let you go last. You don't have to, no pressure, but if you want to like refine one of our homework assignments or come up with your own, you absolutely can. And if you're a listener, our goal for you is there's a lot of opportunities for education out there, but we want you to actually implement. We want you to take action. And our theory is if you do one homework assignment a week, working on one area of your business a week, you will be moving the needle forward. You will see improvement. If you need accountability or help with your homework, we have a Facebook group. You can join us in that Facebook group. We're in there, there to help you and serve you. Okay. So, and then Tay, I feel like you always inspire me. So I'm going (laughs) to go off of Tay's homework. This has been a trend for like months now where marketing feeds to finances, um, as it probably should actually. Um, So I'm going to Martha once, there's a story where she locked me in a car for six hours and made me listen to The Pumpkin Plan by Mike Michalowicz. And it's a brilliant book if you've never read Pumpkin Plan. And I feel like to some extent, Sheila has pumpkin planned her business. And in Pumpkin Plan, they, Mike Michalowicz gives you an assignment where he wants you to write on a Post-it note and put it by your computer and by your phone, your top 10 customers, the names of your top 10 customers. So my homework assignment for you is to figure out who they are. Who are mm-hmm. your top 10 customers? And I want you to just go through that exercise. So maybe it's a visits report from your CRM. Maybe it's a money metric. Maybe it's just a name that makes your CSR smile every time they call or your tech say they love them. But I want you to try and figure out who are the top 10 customers in your company. And then you can start thinking about things like how do you attract more of them? Or how do you how do you have a conversation with them about what are they wanting? Are they wanting maintenance cleans? Are they wanting recurring service? Like what are they needing? So first come up with a top ten list, and then Tay, I'm sure her homework was you know you should go talk to them. So um, that is your finance homework this week. Is let's just figure out who if we had to grow giant pumpkins to compete in the state <laughs> fair, who would our giant pumpkins be in our company? That's your
0: finance homework. Love it. And your systems homework is I want everybody to revisit a large estimate or a large quote or a large um, proposal that they put out this year that they did not receive, one that they did not win, and understand maybe how to break that into four or five smaller visits and then revisit that uh, customer, that client, that HOA. Come up with a way to break it up into bite-sized pieces like Sheila's done and maybe break it up into an annual recurring service that's, you know, based on different segments of that business or that, uh, that estimate. And see how you can close that client because I feel like if you get into the practice of breaking these larger jobs up into smaller ones, it'll start getting you thinking about recurring revenue. And that system in your business, I think, can be beneficial for a lot of us. So look at something that you didn't close, break it up, and revisit it this week.
4: All right. And your people homework, um, I want you to think about your management team and Maybe that's just you, but whether you have just yourself or four or five people on your management team, I want you to think about what do you expect from them, all right? So that, that sounds very easy, but what I see a lot is people who are frustrated with not only their management team, but in field staff too. But in this case, I see people who are frustrated with their management team, but they have not clearly communicated what the expectations are. So what I want you to do is I want you to write down your expectations. And in a way, it might be your frustration. So if you have frustrations with a position in your management team, write those things down and then write down how are you going to measure it and how are you going to improve the accountability. And I recommend weekly 30-minute stat reports. So anyway, that's your people homework from me. And then Sheila, if you want to give homework, <laughs> this is your opportunity. I love giving homework. Okay. <laughs> I'm not very good at delegating. Woo-hoo.
2: <laughs> uh, so I want everybody to have this week, preferably tomorrow at 725 AM, <laughs> everybody get all their technicians in the room, have them show up early and have a quick 20 minute powwow. You can call it whatever you want. Just do it one time and see what happens. And in that meeting, I want you to go over, first of all, highlight three of the top reviews that came in the last week. And make sure the reviews that have the names of the technicians of who is being reviewed positively. The second thing I want you to go over is whatever your core values are. And if you don't have those, say what are the most important things for you and the way that your company is run, the way that your company is perceived the way that you want your company culture to be. Just give one, two, or three things that just reiterate to your people your core values. The other thing is I wanna make sure you cover a policy procedure. Anything that you wanna make sure, talk about cell phone use, talk about smoking, talk about whatever, talk about a safety tip and talk give an operations tip. Just go over just one, two, three, four. Reviews, um, your core values, whatever policy is you want to cover. And then you can do an announcement, but a safety and an operations tip. And if you do that every single week, I got to tell you all the problems that happen in the company from week to week, you jot them down. And every week you have these meetings, you start to get people engaged. And I promise you, your company will turn around, your technicians will turn around. They'll all start to feel part of something and their questions will get answered. And they'll be able to have an opportunity to speak and get their questions answered. And all of a sudden your culture and your company will just go like this. And it's just something that's so important. It doesn't matter what rain or shine do it at the same time, every, every week Finish right on the dot. Don't let it go over. And I'm telling you, it's been a game changer for us. So just give it like one little try, one little <laughs> test, one little test, just give it a try and include those things and see what happens.
3: 99. I'm doing that homework too. That was okay. great. That
2: was so uh, do you do yours on Wednesdays? Is that why you said tomorrow? at Wednesday 725? morning, 725. Mm-hmm. Nope. <laughs> awesome. Love it. That's great. Love it.
0: Well, thank you, everybody, for joining us. Our quote of the week goes right along with Sheila's sentiment there. And it says, great things in business are never done by one person. They're done by a team of people from Steve Jobs. So encourage your team this week. That was great homework, Sheila. I love that one, too. And everybody have a terrific week out there and keep fighting. This was we'll
2: so you fun, next- ladies. Yeah, yeah, thank, thank you, you so much much for joining us. Out. Thanks, Sheila. It and was we'll great. we'll see you next Tuesday,
0: 7 a.m. Pacific, 10 a.m. I'll Australia. be joining yeah. you. Yeah. Okay, sounds good. Okay, bye, guys. Bye. Connect with Fight Club for Business. Join our Facebook group where we have weekly homework, accountabilities, and an awesome community to help you fight for your business. Facebook.com slash Fight Club
2: for, as in the number four, business.
4: Fight Fight Club for Business.